The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and yep, where we have been coming to you from uh, for the last number of years from our studio in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is... Hmm. I can either take it two ways, Exonation. He is, he is one of the top acts that do a tribute to the Blues Brothers. He plays Jake Blues, and uh, he was just telling me before we went on air that they were actually playing in Galveston, Texas, New Year's Eve. But he also has a very keen interest in the paranormal. The professor, Slim King, had uh, an interest in the supernatural his entire life. He has explored many paranormal events and conducted hundreds of psychic and simply weird experiences. His ghostwriters have uh, written several ebooks about the basics of numerology, palmistry, pendulums, dreams, tarot, and other strange methods of telling fortunes. Joining me now is the Professor Slim King himself, who is also known as the one and only. You ready for this game? Dave Coney. Ta-da! Dave, welcome back to the X-Zone. <laughs> happy New Year to oh, you. Oh, Rob, I'm so excited to be on your show today. This is awesome. Well, we're happy to have you with us. Uh, tell our listening audience a little bit about uh, the the gig that you did in Galveston, because I, I find this so cool. The Blues Brothers, one of my all-time favorites. It is really amazing that they are still so popular, uh, even with uh, you know the lead singer you know having passed away. Yeah, John uh, the, the tribute bands. Uh, of course, I've been doing this since '89, uh, mm-hmm. so I played all over the world. I've been in Australia, I've been in Europe, uh, you know, I've been in Canada, and I've been in Mexico and out in the Bahamas. 
it's a great, uh, great gig, mm-hmm. and it uh, helps me finance my interest in magic and the paranormal. Dave, uh, today we're going to be talking about something very strange. We're going to be talking about James Randi. And uh, when you were on the show last time, you had applied for the million dollars, or you were going to apply. And yeah. uh, whatever happened with that? Well, I applied for the million dollar mm-hmm. uh, paranormal challenge. Yeah. And I figured out all the uh, things. And James Randi, has, uh, I think uh, people would know that he's the big uh, skeptic. Uh, yeah. And he's pretty much the big debunker among the skeptics. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm uh, even more skeptical than he is, because I'm skeptical of his million-dollar challenge. So I applied, because I, I found out that they were going to, in 2008, uh, keep the million dollars for themselves, because it's not really their money. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so, you, else... so you're actually skeptical of the skeptic? Yes, oh, totally. Wow. I'm hyper-skeptic. That's what I call myself. Mm. I'm, I'm there. And uh, I don't believe that, that everything's kind of on the up and up. I think it's kind of tilted one way. Uh, so I uh, found out that James Randi was going to keep the million dollars. It wasn't their money. Someone had put it up. And for 10 years, I think in 2008, they'd been around for about 10 years, nobody had won the money. So I said, well, how many guys actually got to do the for real challenge Good for the question. real million? Yeah. And I found out no one did. No one? No one. So he's going to get a million dollars for no one taking the challenge. So, cause no one could pass all their pre-tests and all the stuff that they had before the big major challenge. Hey David, stand by. Uh, you and so- I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exo nation. David Koenig is our special guest and uh, David and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Exonation, uh, David Koenig is our special guest. Um, www.radioesp.com. And uh, David, thanks very much for joining us. So, my question thanks. to you, my question to you, David, is: with this one million dollars that James Randi has had, where has he kept it? Does he have total access to it? Is it in a bank? Is he collecting interest on it? What's the story behind the story? 
They say it's in negotiable bonds. And okay. uh, it used to be, I think, when I took the challenge at Goldman Sachs. But I don't see that on their annual listing anymore. Hmm. Someone said that they've changed it. Uh, it's been a note of contention. Now, many, many people say they didn't have it, and they fought back and forth about it. But that's that's not really my, my issue with uh the problems that they have. All right, so so uh, let's go back and let's go back in time because you're a magician. You can actually make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, let, I can. Let, let's go back in time. And how did you become interested in the paranormal to start with? Well, when I was young, I was I, I liked magic, and mm-hmm. uh, I read uh, you know like the mystery magazines and stuff, and uh, I, I I was into it, but I wasn't a very good performer. I knew a couple tricks, and I didn't pursue it. It wasn't until I was much, much older that I really got involved in the Magic Cafe. And uh, there were people in there that were called mentalists, and they did Mm -hmm. mental magic. And I thought that was uh, a lot more fun than just regular uh, sponge bunnies. Mm -hmm. Somebody who could twist your mind around and do something. Uh, I think we even did some things over the phone. Yes, we did. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that well. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's challenging. And uh, so I delved into the over-the-phone or media mm-hmm. magic. And, uh, man, it's uh, very exciting. And, uh, you know, you can use your intu- intuition and sure. everything. Uh, you know, Rob, it's the holidays. And we were talking about that. I, I have um, some books that you were talking about. And because it's the holidays, I want to give a couple of them away uh, for free. Wow. Uh, no strings attached. Okay, so let's do it this way. I'm going to take uh, emails for this one. Email number 6 and email number 13. Rob, you can do that, but if they email me personally, I'll give it to everyone who emails in. Everyone? Are you sure? Uh, Well, uh, how about the first thousand? How's that? (laughs) All right, and what (laughs) what email address do you want them to send their emails to? Uh, They can send it to Florida. Jake Blues at, at gmail.com. All right, so that's Florida Jake Blues at, at gmail.com. And what we're going to do is we're going to uh, put that on the uh, archives, Exonation. So all you have to do is go to exonepodcast.com or exonearchives.com, click January, and on the listing, we'll have that email for you. And all you have to do is click it. Tell our good friend Dave Koenig that you heard him on the Exxon, and he'll send you a complimentary ebook. And I think that's fantastic. And thank you very much for that, Dave. All right, we'll give them their choice. Uh, one is the Intuitive Pendulum, mm-hmm. and the other one is Dreams, Omens, and Superstitions. Or if they get lucky, I might send them both. Mm. Uh, but I don't think that will interfere with anything. I know you have some legal uh, uh, things in Canada, but I think these are totally uh, harmless no, in, don't worry in that realm. It. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so tell me what. All right. So now that we understand where you where you're coming from in the, from yeah. your your experiences in the in the paranormal, um, let's get back to James Randi's uh, million dollar paranormal channel. And let me ask you this: What is the current problem with the JREF and its uh, status? Yeah, there is a huge problem. I went back and checked on, you know, when the JREF got mm-hmm. their, um, uh, what is it, the non-profit tax or not-for-profit tax statement, and you can see the guys who are on there, like the board of, uh, I don't know they call it, board of directors, I guess, right, yeah. directors and secretaries, and, and there's three people on there. There's James Randi, mm-hmm. and there's a guy named 
Jose Alvarez, and then there's a guy, I think his name is Adams, uh, listed as the three guys, as the directors and uh, they run the show. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in September of this year, or last year, I guess now, in September, I believe September 8th, the FBI arrested Jose Alvarez down here in Florida for fraud. Did the fraud have anything directly to do with the um, with the James Randi's organization? Well, the fraud is identity theft. Oh boy! And getting a fake uh, passport Whoa. using that. I think he faces twelve years in federal detention. That you know, the, you on know, just those two. That's a very serious charge. So uh, my my first thought that came to mind was, well, this guy is the co-founder. I mean, he's one mm-hmm. of the three guys that co-founded James Randi Educational Foundation and helped to give them their nonprofit status that they've had for how many years now? Oh, uh, like 14 years or something? At least. So in that time, I know that James Randi... Uh, the JREF took in $999,971, I believe, last year. Almost a million dollars, just $30 shy. Man alive. Uh, they're worth $1.7 million, they say. And uh, it just seems like if the, if the root, if the mm-hmm. root of the tree was uh, you know, somehow corrupt, right. the fruit of the tree might be corrupt, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. So, so if they got, yeah. Are are you anticipating more arrests, or are you predicting that there will be more arrests in this case? Well, um, I think they had a federal grand jury when they arrested uh, Jose Alvarez, or whatever his real name is. It's not Mm -hmm. that. Um, And that's an interesting story in itself. And he remained in jail for a long time, weeks and weeks. And then finally, uh, James Randi bailed him out. Uh, they went in, and I think they had 50000 cash they had to have, and then I think a promissory note of over a million dollars. Holy cow. A promissory note to get him out of jail. And they still honestly don't know what his name, but James Randi said his name was uh, David Penna, uh, something like that. Well, wait but, a sec, wait uh, a sec. How that, can you believe that? That, that you know? name, David Penna, rings a bell. Yes, David Penna was the guy that Randy used in the Carlos hoax. That's that right, yeah. For 15 years. So why would he be doing that again if it's just going to bring up all this lack of credibility that this hoax brought to the surface? It, I, I have no idea. Why would anyone change their name and age? Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. And especially when you're in that situation, they say that David Penna uh, is from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And so now we have a situation where it's an illegal alien in the United States who has helped uh, people gain uh, nonprofit status and probably saved them millions of dollars over the years in taxes. That is so it's strange. not a small thing. It mm-hmm. is a fraudulent thing. Uh, so, as the debunker, James Randi, debunking all the frauds, mm-hmm. uh, seems like he didn't have to look very far, and he could have debunked one right there, his house guest. I, d- I guess I didn't mention that that uh, Jose Alvarez has been the house guest of James Randi for 24 years. Okay, so what is this, what is all this, 
all this doing to the million dollar challenge? Well, I think it just throws everything up in the air. How do you know that there really is that mm-hmm. million? And and uh, if you take the challenge and somehow the IRS uh, comes and beats you to the money, uh, are you going to get it? If they if they have one point seven million dollars in uh, assets, uh, the IRS may want all of it. And mm. can you get the million then? Uh, I'm not sure. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Or what yeah. if? Uh, this uh, guy, Jose Alvarez, uh, skips the country, and they have to default on, uh, James Randi has to default on the money that he put up. Uh, there's just a lot of questions that probably need to be answered, so I wanted to uh, answer them. So, of course, I got a hold of the president, of the, the current president of the JREF, uh, DJ Growth, and I told him I wanted some answers, and that I wanted to possibly debate their ethics on a radio show, like one like yours. Right. And what, what, and, was, what was the answer you got? Uh, absolutely not. He put out his final statement, and that was it. Uh, he's not mm. going to say another word about it. You know, but incidentally, they have the biggest fundraising drive I've ever seen in my life. They are actually just really going for it. James Randi just a few days ago put up a thing that they have a, uh, evidently a silent partner or secret partner, he didn't name who the guy was, that will match anything up to $150,000 from now to the end of the year. So that was last year. Hmm. So I don't know how you would anticipate how much someone's putting in, but that uh, just sounded funny to me, too. Here's something that our research turned up. In 1987, Randy became a naturalized citizen of the United States. He's originally Canadian. Uh, Randy said that one of the reasons he became an American citizen was an incident while on tour with Alice Cooper where the Royal Canadian Mounted Police searched the band's lockers during a performance. Nothing was found, yet the RCMP destroyed the room. And then in February of 2006, Randy underwent coronary artery bypass surgery. In the early uh, February 2006, he was declared to be in stable condition and receiving excellent care with his recovery proceeding well. Um, you know, he was also diagnosed with intestinal cancer in June of 2009. So there's a lot about the great Randy that a lot of people really don't know about. You and I have to take a commercial break, my good friend. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Exo Nation, our friend Dave Koenig is our special guest. www.radioesp.com And don't forget, if you'd like an e-book that he is giving you because you listen to this interview, you just have to go to his email address, which is Florida Jake blues at gmail.com and uh, Mr. Blues and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada where? Right here on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. 
My name is Splenda, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. David Koenig is our special guest. Uh, website, RadioESP.com. Now, uh, before we went to the break, uh, Dave and I were talking about uh, the magnificent Randy, as he likes to be. I'm sorry, the amazing Randy, as he likes himself to be called. Uh, his real name, Exo Nation, is James. I'm sorry, is James. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Let's try this again. Uh, he, he was actually born Randall James Hamilton's wig. Z-W-I-G-E. He was born August 7, 1928. Now, this is very interesting because what we uh, what we actually found out in 1968, Randy uh, tested the gullibility of the media by perpetrating a hoax of his own, by teaming up with Australia's 60 Minutes program, and by releasing a fake press release package. He built up publicity for a spirit channeler named Carlos, who is actually artist Jose Alvarez. A friend of Randy's, uh, Randy would tell him what to say through sophisticated radio equipment. The media and the public were taken in as no reporter actually bothered to check Carlos's credentials and history, which were all fabricated. The hoax was exposed on 60 Minutes. Carlos and Randy explained how they pulled it off. Do you think he did the right thing by doing this? Well, I think it's kind of funny that it was a fraud within a fraud. Yeah. Uh, because the guy's not even Jose Alvarez. The guy's something else. So I David think, Penna, I think yeah. that Randy likes to build a straw man and tear it down and then say, look, there's no such thing as the paranormal. I just showed you. It doesn't work. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's made millions with that uh, little act. How would you honestly describe James Randy? You know, you're a magician. You you uh-huh. you know you're aware of a lot of how the magic is done and the magic behind the magic. Uh, does well, does James Randy really have the right to do what he's doing? Well, here's here's what uh, most magicians say that Randy, when he started in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, as some a lot of mentalists do, he, he you know kind of professed to be the real deal. Yeah, of course. And uh, of course, that's that's good uh, for publicity. Sure. And you're on a you know a stage, and you know mm-hmm. people make their own decisions one way or the other. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, but he wasn't very good, and it was it seemed like you know most people say that he uh, it was easier to just kind of sell out the secrets to uh-huh. say, oh, I'm going to debunk these guys now, and here's how they do it because he wasn't that good of a performer. 
Uh, he claims he was. I, I have no idea. It was a long time ago. So then he just started, t- uh, you know, uh, exposing mm-hmm. uh, magic secrets and telling people how they did it. And uh, so just for breaking the magician's code, I, I'm not too happy with what he was up to. So let me let me just uh, summarize. Uh, James Randi is no pen and teller. He, uh, not in any way, shape, or <laughs> form. Uh, you know. Yeah. Even though Penn and Teller may expose a few things here and there, they are fantastic they entertainers, are. Yeah. and uh, they're, they're really, really good, and they don't really sell out in that manner. I, mm-hmm. I do consider them entertainers uh, uh, more than magicians, but, you know, well, they make me laugh and smile. Oh, yeah. I, I love watching them on TV. I think they're fantastic. They're, of course, excellent entertainers and superb magicians. So what do you think is going to happen with the James Randi uh, Educational Foundation? Do you think that it's going to be shut down, uh, or do you think that the IRS and other governmental agencies, including the FBI, are going to start really looking into it? Yeah, I think they're going to look into it even even more. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what does disappoint me is, though, um, you know, I'm a mentalist myself. I know you had that mentalism guy on your bumper. And, uh, I received the Houdini Award uh, a couple of years ago, and I got the Merlin Award wow. last year. Congratulations. So I, I, thank you. So I've got, you know, uh, uh, awards from both mm-hmm. sides, from the more of the underground and more of the more popular guys, and I just try to stay somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But I think that they need someone to watch uh, what they do in these pre-challenge uh, challenges or whatever they do, because they look... They do not look scientific at all. The quality of the kind of testing that they do mm-hmm. is so suspect that any magician or mentalist would immediately say there could be foul play involved in this test. How do they do the and test? How is the test done? Well, it's never the same, and, and how they tell you it's done is never the same, but they have like some pre-test testing mm-hmm. that they call uh, the Million Dollar Challenge, which is just a test because you have to pass all their tests before they give you the real challenge, which is I've never seen a contract or anybody say they have a contract that says we'll actually get a million if we, you know, name the card. But they had uh, three things. One was um, uh, uh, Rosemary Hunter, I think, in 2007. I was looking around to see how they were doing this, and uh, she claimed, and I'm not uh, taking sides one way or the Mm -hmm. other, she could make someone uh, urinate on her, uh, you know, with her mind, evidently. So they brought her into the uh, <laughs> the yeah they brought her into the James Randi thing uh-huh. uh, you know the offices there yes. and James, uh, Jeff Jeff Wag brought her in and mm-hmm. sat her down and for 15 minutes she concentrated uh, and then he you know looked down at his pants and said look see I'm everything's fine yeah. and so they sent her packing but there was no no one checked they didn't have a nurse they didn't have anybody checking I mean. He could have been wearing some Depends, as far yeah. as I know. He could have used a... There's a magic trick called uh, uh, this secret gel that you put in there that uh, soaks up all the you know water or something. There's a million ways that James Randi's side of it could have hoaxed it. So do you think, it, do you think that there should be an independent group that actually... Um, that actually does the testing. For example, if a police officer is shot here in Canada, or if I, if a police officer is involved in a shooting here in Canada, I should say, it's never that force that does the investigation. It's always an outside force. Do you think the same thing should apply in the James Randi testing? 
Yes, exactly. John Bennett, uh, who uh, applied for the challenge, and they, they blew him off. They wouldn't mm-hmm. let him take the challenge. He says there needs to be independent arbitration for sure. It's a million dollars. I yeah. mean, you, wouldn't you bring in a third party? I would. You know, yeah, just to, to verify and to, to make sure it's everything's on the up and up. And there have been people like Jim Callahan that have volunteered to come mm-hmm. in and, and make sure that I think the uh, – Banachek, uh, Steve Shaw has changed his name to Banachek. He's the guy who is now head of the Million Dollar Challenge. And uh, uh, Jim would love to come in there and, and check it out because I think they had a uh, uh, what they call the Amazing Meeting. At the Amazing Meeting, this lady, Sonia, they did uh, like three cards, and she was going to guess which card was in which double-sided, double envelope or some kind of magician's thing. And, and uh, Banachek is a magician, and he was dealing, you know, had the cards on the table in front of him. And, of course, the lady didn't get any right. But um, there's a book out by Al-Quran uh, mm-hmm. that any magician could probably make her win every time if they handled the envelopes and the cards. But there was no third party there to check, to see. Uh, you know. And during, they had a uh, chat room going, and, boy, these guys were calling her every name in the book during this chat room of the amazing meeting. And I just thought that was wrong, so I got on the chat room and said, hey, right. do you know this, this Steve Shaw Banachek is a magician? And they go, no, he's not. And I go, yeah, he could make those cards do anything he wanted. And and so then they threw him immediately off the chat room, but they let hmm. the guys stay on that were calling her, defaming her to the maximum. As a magician and as a person who deals in the paranormal, how do we decide who's legit out there and who is just yanking everybody's chain? Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I asked this question. We get psychics who come on the show and we also get these, the callers who call in and they just pour their hearts out to these strangers. Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do the listeners know who is real and who is just blowing air? Well, I have... Uh, I do not have the answer to that because I think a lot of people are like uh, politicians. Mm-hmm. You don't know which ones are telling the truth, and you don't know which ones are doing it for the money. Yeah, uh, it's just it's uh, down here in the states. We're in a, a horrible situation. We can't hardly believe the media of what's going on because everything's so slanted and tilted. So uh, I really don't know. I just uh, I pray in my heart mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the creator of this world somehow has uh, a situation where it all comes out in the end. You, you know, know, it all makes sense. There, Every time there's a missing person, psychics flock to the scene. They call up the local medias. They call up the law enforcement agencies who are involved in the investigation of the missing person. And yet, to my knowledge... There are very few cases where the psychic predictions have actually helped the police in any way whatsoever. Well, you know, Rob, that's a two-sided uh, sword there, because mm-hmm. I know a psychic uh, who gave, uh, down here, there was a very popular case. It was the uh, Casey Anthony case. Haley Anthony oh, right, yeah. uh, disappeared, mm-hmm. and she was gone, and they... They took her little teddy bear, right? and that's the only thing they did, and they sent it to a psychic. Her name is Jeanette Lucas. Yes. Jeanette is a friend of mine. Uh, Jeanette, uh, you know, had the little teddy bear, mm-hmm. Teddy, and you can see it on all the news reports, and she was the only psychic that they gave her a phone number to call if she got any kind of intuitive 
anything. Mm-hmm. Middle of the night, one night, she picks up the phone and calls their private detective and says, here's where the body is, and she gives a description to where the body is. He went there the next day. Uh, he only looked for about 10 minutes. He was at, within 20 feet of the body. My gosh. So I have had personal mm-hmm. experiences, and, uh, you know, and I worked on this, uh, this dream thing where I actually, I myself, had a few uh, in, intuitive uh, sights into the scene, but I, I wasn't like her. I couldn't just tell them this all, is all where right. it is. All right, and, and this is why I said there are very few. Now, you know, I, I'm certainly not discrediting you, and I'm certainly not mm-hmm. discrediting your friend, but yet I know for a fact of one case where a psychic, Robbie Thomas, here in Canada, came on our show and and said, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the child is going to be fine, fine, alive. I've already talked to the police, and I've talked to the uh, the parents of the child. The child was found dead. That's horrible. You know, and, and then you've got the same thing happening with Sylvia Brown on the on the Montel Williams show. You know, she told exactly. a parent she she told a parent that the son uh, the child was dead and the child was alive so you know how does this play with the credibility of these kind of so-called high profile psychics who never ever to the best of my ability and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but have never scored any of these high profile cases unlike yourself and unlike your friend mm-hmm. yeah well i think people that are in it for the money. First, look at the money. I'm not saying that people can't make a living doing what they're doing, but people that are really, really mm-hmm. delving into the cash, into these things, that's where corruption comes. You mean like Sylvia uh, Brown, $700 for a 20-minute reading? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big supporter of Sylvia Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she should quit smoking cigarettes. I think it's affecting her voice. I think that, I, I, you know, yeah, it, it seems that with some people, my friend, the closer they get to being on the level of fame that they'd like to be, they change. Mm-hmm. Is it the money, the fame, the greed that changes them? Or is it that they actually start believing that they're better than they really are? Yeah, I think it's possibly that. Um, I'm watching, there's a gal, her name is Sonia. I can't uh, can't recall her last name in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, somebody was, their boy went missing and the police looked for weeks and weeks. And they they called her up, and she told them exactly where the body was, too. And they went out and found it. Uh, the poor uh, kid had been murdered by a, a friend yeah. of his. Uh, I was clear from the sky. I don't think she knew anybody or anything about that. And I've been watching her uh, growth uh, to see if she's changed and, like, is cashing in on all right. this. Yeah, um, so I, I would think if you got something right and you were doing it right, that you might be pressured into mm-hmm. saying he's alive or he's dead just because people want you to, instead of saying, I, I got the feeling, I, I know on this one. You know, uh, I don't know how this intuitive knowledge thing works, really. One of, the, um, one of the most accurate psychics that I've ever had on the show, and I've had the pleasure of calling a friend, passed away last year, Annette Martin. And uh, she was used by the FBI, she was used by law enforcement agencies uh, across the United States, she had a very, very high hit-to-miss ratio. And, um, you know, her cases were well-documented. And here's the kicker. She never charged one cent. 
She did it because she had a gift and she wanted to help people. I think that's the key. I think that's one good way to tell, you know, the wheat from the chaff Mm -hmm. of who's out there and what's going on. Hey, my good friend, you and I have to take our final break. Please stand by. Exonation David Koenig is our special guest. Here's the website, www.radioesp.com. And if you'd like to get a complimentary ebook from uh, Dave, just send uh, an email to floridajakeblues at gmail.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up today's show here in the X-Zone from our studios in beautiful, snowy Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. My goodness, ExoNation, this brings us to the end of another show. I want to take this opportunity of thanking all our affiliates right around the world for carrying our show. And I'd also like to say a special hello to our Saddling Coupling Center here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour has been the one and only Dave Koenig. He's also a uh, very talented magician. He is a paranormal investigator. And he is—he does uh, Jake Blues in a in a Blues Brother tribute. But as I found out over the uh, last commercial break, he also is a Harry Potter fan. And you—you uh, you were telling me that you actually did some work at Universal Studios, uh, something to do with Harry Potter. Yeah, I. Uh... Well, uh, the, there's a convention called LeakyCon, which mm-hmm. is, was the biggest Harry Potter convention in the world. And I was uh, invited to perform for them. So I was the wow. only magician performing at the biggest magic convention in the world. And in addition you? to that, after that, the uh, creative, Universal mm-hmm. Creative Team, who actually built the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, hired me to do their Christmas show this year. Wow. Their holiday show. Congratulations. Listen, uh, well, thank you. what are some of your predictions for the year 2012? Well, I'm hoping that they shut down the James Randi Educational Foundation. <laughs> I uh, somehow figured that was going to be one of them, yes. <laughs> that's, that's my prayer. Boy, that, wouldn't that be a good uh, million-dollar challenge? I'm praying that your organization is shut down this year. Do I win the million? Mm-hmm. 
know, that would be funny. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have too many predictions. Uh, I, I just get them when I get them and make yeah. them. I did predict the tsunami yes, when that happened. Yeah. But with all the hype about 2012, a lot of people are saying that uh, the end of the world is on December the 21st, 2012. And then the majority of people are saying, no, it's going to be the beginning of a new era, the uh, the era of spirituality. What do you see happening? Well, I'll tell you, there's one funny thing is uh, uh, I know that the verses and everything were put into the Bible at certain times. But if mm-hmm. you look in Revelation, yeah. uh, chapter 20, verse 12, it's talking about Judgment Day. <laughs> So I thought that was like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a real woo-woo thing right there. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I think the Mayan calendar, they have some that go on longer than that. And uh, yeah. I have a feeling, to me, it feels like time is speeding up. It sure is, my friend. In fact, we're out of time. Dave, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Always a great pleasure. Stay in touch. We've got to get you back on again. And uh, keep us abreast of what's happening with the James Randi situation, would you? Will do, Rob. Thanks a lot for having me. My great pleasure. Take care of yourself, and congratulations on all your rewards. You deserve them. Thanks. Take care. Happy New Year. Exonation Dave Koenig has been my guest. www.radioesp.com. And if you'd like to get one of Jake's uh, books, just uh, send him an email to floridajakeblues at gmail.com. Well, that's it for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. So until tomorrow, always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone.